and voice for fishermen and hunters, who shares his birthday with Benjamin Franklin and Al Capone. And good Saturday morning, and welcome to what for most people is going to be a four-day Memorial Day weekend. You know, on Memorial Day, as a veteran who lost friends and fellow servicemen, uh, we first want to remember and honor our military personnel who died in performance of their military service so that we can enjoy the things we love to do on this holiday. And if you are headed out, remember, going to be some crowds out there given the weather forecast. And when you hear some of these speckled trout fishing reports, you'll understand why. Uh, please remember to exercise boating safety. This is the wrap-up of National Safe Boating Week, but that should actually be every week. If you're going to be out there, remember, uh, alcohol and water do not mix very well. A BUI, boating under the influence, uh, is the same as a DWI or DUI, whatever you want to call it, and you can lose your operating driver's license. So uh, have a designated driver just as you do on the highways. Well, we got lots to talk about. The CCA Louisiana Star Tournament kicks off. Did you get your ticket? Because I can tell you there's, there's a very good chance that there will be someone who catches a tagged redfish and misses out because they failed to get a ticket. And then good chance there will be some people who do cash in on those tickets. So make sure you get it. If you haven't done so, you can do it on your way out. Just go to ccala.org and find the Star Tournament registration. Over in Orange Beach, Alabama coast, we have the Gulf Coast Masters Offshore Tournament. Weigh-in is going to be 3 to 9 p.m. today. The awards will be passed out 9 a.m. It all takes place at Fishers Marina, a good place to hang out on Memorial Day weekend. Uh, the Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama private recreational red snapper season opened yesterday through Monday. I've been here and seeing some pictures of <clears throat> some pretty good snapper coming in. Uh, next week, the Louisiana frog season reopens, June 1, after a two-month closure. Frogs aren't happy about that, but a lot of you froggers are. Boy, the rodeos and tournaments this year really starting to show up on the calendar. We have a free kids virtual rodeo coming up on free fishing weekend. Got more details on that for you, too. I had the latest updates on a couple of bills We've been tracking through the Louisiana legislature, House Bill 535, to establish that half-mile buffer from the coast. Uh, David Cresson is going to join us to talk more about where that bill sits in the Louisiana legislature, and also House Bill 691. That is the one asking to increase your hunting and fishing license fees to properly fund the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries. We also have another case of a Louisiana man acting as a charter guide but operating without the proper license, and that makes the bad boys of the outdoors list. We've got that story coming up for you, plus those live fishing reports. Some of those are excellent. Boy, speckled trout really turned on this week and should continue through this week and the next week. We'll get that from our pro staff and marina owners, also the Coastal Marine Forecast. And one of the most important segments of this program, your live in-studio text messages, your questions, your comments, your own personal fishing reports. Uh, today we got a couple of questions for you. What are you cooking for Memorial Day? Seafood boil, grilling, jambalaya, pasta? What's that special dish you have on Memorial Day you just can't go without? Also, do you support or oppose the bills, House Bill 691 to increase hunting and fishing licenses, and House Bill 535, which would extend a half-mile buffer zone for the Menhaden boats. Text us now and include who you are, where you are, and what you're doing this weekend, 
504-260-1870 is our text number. That number again is 504-260-1870. And we'll be right back after this quick timeout. We're going to start off in Shell Beach. We talked to Robbie Campbell. Woo, I'm looking at the tide range. Got a rocking and rolling tide for the Gulf Coast. Our weather map, the radar is looking good. Offshore showers south of Lake Charles off of Texas. And just a little bit of showers and maybe a thunderstorm too along that Lake Charles moving up towards Alexandria. We'll be back, kick it all off on Memorial Day weekend where you're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Well, the forecast for today, this Memorial Day weekend kickoff, looking at about eh, 20% chance of rain. Uh, Some people might see a little bit, some see none at all. Calling for some strange north winds. Right now, I believe it's north-northwest. Kind of light, but uh, predicted to get up to about 10 to 15 today, maybe 15 to 20 by tomorrow. don't know if it's going to make it out there. But I'm looking at that tide range, 2.2 tide range. That is a wide range for the Gulf Coast area. Probably doesn't get much higher than that unless we got a storm tide. Let's talk to Robbie Campo, where the speckled trout have been hitting the dock recently, as, as has been in a lot of places. Robbie, how's Memorial Day weekend for the marina down there? So I, I would imagine it's going to be right up there with uh, the weekend after Thanksgiving as far as busy. There's going to be a lot of people down there. Well, you know, Don, we had, <laughs> I got here this morning at uh, 4 o'clock, and the line was, you know, wrapped around the building down there. Uh, but anyway, you know, we got all the guys out, and they they going already, so – uh, but, you know, this past week, Don, it's been a phenomenal week of fishing down here, uh, out, you know, out the sound. Um, <clears throat> the Long Rocks has been a little bit, uh, been having some dirty water there. But nevertheless, they've been still catching a lot of sheep at the Long Rocks and some red and some bull reds out by the cut. Um, <clears throat> but out by the ridge, they've been doing pretty good. Uh, this morning, we're we seeing about a, I don't know, maybe about an eight-mile-an-hour uh, uh, northwest wind which is kind of unusual, but <laughs> it is what it is. We got a northwest wind blowing. But, uh, you know, Lake Bourne was pretty good, producing some really nice trout over uh, by, from St. Marlow going down to going down towards Bayou Biloxi on that eastern shoreline. Um, uh, you know, snapper season kicked off uh, yesterday, uh, I, and I saw a lot of snapper come across the dock yesterday. Um, with that said, just be careful out there, people. Uh, you, you know, it's hot. Stay hydrated, so forth and so on. You know, you know all the summertime routines, I don't have to tell you. Um, another thing, Don, this is the weekend that kicked – well, it, today I think kicks off the Star Tournament. So if, if you haven't bought your ticket for the Star Tournament, get your ticket for the Star Tournament. You don't want to be the guy that catches the tag redfish, like my buddy Chad over here who bought, caught the tag redfish with no ticket. So um, – you, you want to have that. You want to have that ticket bought in your hand. It, that that seventy bucks or whatever is is the best investment you'll ever make if you catch that tag redfish. I promise you. Um, uh, you know because we are an official way station for Star Tournament. So um, get that ticket bought. <clears throat> anyway, but I think we're going to have a great weekend, Don. We got lots of people out today. Uh, it, it's just going to you know this is the kickoff. You know, kind of to the fishing season. You know, kids getting out of school and. Uh, you know, it's just it's just going to be great. 
Yeah, we got the uh, pretty much the COVID is under control right now. Not a lot of people concerned about that. Of course, it doesn't really affect the fishermen, never really has, getting outside. Uh, Robbie, you mentioned some people bringing some snapper in. I would think they're catching those around those central rigs or maybe points beyond there. How far is it a run to catch snapper if somebody wants to go out of Shell Beach? Well, you know, uh, Don, it's a lot closer, uh, you know, if you leave out of Venice, and most people do, but when you leave out of my place and you're going to go snapper fishing, you're looking at a 50-mile ride for sure to get, you know, get to, uh, you know, uh, uh, around 116, what 116 was, uh, you know, to get out around rigs. You're looking at least a 50-mile ride. But, um, you know, yesterday was a picture-perfect day to be out there. And, you know, I saw some really, really, really nice fish on the table yesterday, Don. So, um, yeah, I, you know, I think it's going to be a really, really good snapper season. Well, the good thing is if you got your boat in Shell Beach rather than pick it up and haul it down to Venice, you can make that run out there early. Get your quick limit. I mean, it's two fish per person. If you got four guys, get your eight nice snapping and come fish on the way back in for trout and reds. Well, that's basically what they do. They go out there, they catch their snappers. Oh, I think you get the mangroves started, you know, they'll catch a few of those guys, and then, um, they, you know, they'll come back in, you know, fishing trout by the islands or around Central Rig or whatever, you know, Holy Cross, or, or, you know, and fish some trout, maybe long rocks or, you know, the trash pile behind a dam. I saw people fishing yesterday. Dying. I was out tripping until late, so there was people behind the dam back there yesterday fishing you know, uh, I, I left out of there at 4 o'clock, so, and there were people still catching fish back there yesterday. So, uh, you know, it was just a, you know, I had a lot of boats out yesterday, man. A lot of people were fishing, and I, like I said, we're going to be busy this whole weekend. So when you come on down, hook the left, come on down and see us, and we, we're here waiting on you. we got live shrimp, and they're looking better all the time, Don. So, you know, no reason to sit in the house. Come on down. Yeah, no ugly shrimp at Shell Beach at Campos. All right, my friend. Thanks for the report, uh, Robbie. Y'all have a great and safe Memorial Day weekend down there. All right, Don. Talk to you next week, buddy. Bye-bye. Yes, uh, Robbie Campo down at Campos Marina. Boy, that's uh, ground central there for speckled trout as far as the eastern area. And, yeah, you can make a quick run and catch some of those mangroves and red snapper and fish your way back into. All right, we got Jeff Rule coming up next for you freshwater guys. He's got some freshwater tips for you. And something he found very strange in the stomach of bass he caught this week. He'll tell you all about it. His report is next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And that music is a lead-in for Jeff Brule's freshwater fishing report, which does include bass. And it's a presentation of Berkeley, the makers of the new limited-edition Gulp Translucent 3- and 4-inch shrimp. You can get the Gulp scent-dispersing shrimp now in translucent colors like Sangria, Scooby, Starry Night, and Flamingo Flash. Check out your favorite tackle store or bait shop for Gulp Translucent Shrimp by Berkeley, a division of Pure Fishing. Good morning, Jeff. Well, we got a big weekend ahead of us and good weather forecast, good tidal range. Tell us about some freshwater fishing hot spots and maybe some spots that uh, you want to avoid. Well, I think it's just the weather dependence has been so bad the last few weeks. I went to Chef Pass this week, <clears throat> excuse me, and uh, the water was still high. We we struggled to catch fish. We went from Chef Pass to Proctor's Point. We only caught about 10 bass and a red, but the water's 
so high that the you know, there's fish are back in them little ponds up in the grass, so you can't get to them. And I sent you a picture, but I had one bass that was loaded with green grasshoppers and black spiders, and that just just tells you how far up in the grass they are, and that's what they're eating. Is when they get back there, they eat whatever's on the grass that falls into the water. But uh, we caught a few on spinner baits, a green hornet matrix shad, probably was our best bait. We caught most fish kind of jigging out in the middle on some of those. But it was just tough to find an area that um, where the water wasn't too high. But I'm hoping this west wind we had yesterday and this north wind today will uh, will solve that problem. And it should be good because there's plenty of grass and the, the chef area looks great for fish. And they there, they just, they're just so far up in the grass, it's hard to catch them. Well, the good thing about fishing the chef is it can turn into a redfish trip real quick. I'm sure that's happened to you where, you know, bass fishing might be tough, but you can't keep the reds off. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we we caught a few uh, the week before I went, and they were there. Uh, but, again, I think uh, we just need to get some stable weather, get these tides where they can come in and be high, but when the wind blows and gets it way up over the grass and those fish get in those little small ponds way back, well, you can't even hardly see the ponds, but if you look at aerial map, you'll see what I'm talking about. They just way, way up in the in the grass in those little ponds feeding, and they're happy because they got all the food they want, they got all the water they need. They're not worried about predators, and they're just going to stay in there until the water falls out. We're talking with Jeff Brule, getting a freshwater fishing report. Jeff, one of the most popular places, uh, particularly on Memorial Day weekend, is the Chafalaya Basin. Uh, with all this rain we've had, uh, the Chafalaya River's been high, which is a problem. Has it dropped enough now to start getting productive? No, it's still at five foot. You need to get to that four-foot level, but it does have a slight fall, so you might be able to find a few canals on the west side that holding some fish, but... Now the time to go to Verrett and some of the lower marsh areas like in Bayou Black and it's brim time. You can go find some good schools of brim bedding up or just send us along a bank and all you need is a cork, a split shot, a gulp cricket on a hook and you can find some active fish. And also another good lure is just a good old fashioned beetle spin. That helps you cover a little bit of water. You find some bedding fish, you can you can load up pretty good. It's it's getting that time of year. Switch from maybe trying to catch white perch to catch brim. Jeff, that, that place around the Manchac, I-55, they got the double dose. You know, they had those several days of strong southeast winds would put water across Highway 51 and I-55 uh, down where the lower end is, and then we had all that rain. So what's what's going on over that way? Is it dropped enough now to fish? About Wednesday, I was fishing my buddy Skip, and he said that they was just getting down where you can get the boat without having to wade in the parking lot right, right there at Manchac. So it was falling, and again, you know, the tide range, the water goes out, it's going to be low in the morning to midday. There's going to be low tide area over there. But then the, this west and north wind is going to help push it on out. But they were catching a few brim up and down the, the, the corridor of the bridge there, so you just try the pockets and the canals and dead ends, and that's some good reports there. The bass were kind of so-so, but again, those fish will move up into the, the woods just like anywhere else and go feed on crawfish and other things. And, but with the water falling, it should be good this weekend. The water temperature is still not too high, so don't look for them to be too deep. They should be still fairly shallow. So try the, the bridges and all around Manchac. To, they've been catching some good fish on the rivers. Uh, speaking of rivers, people who fish the Mississippi-Louisiana line, Pearl River, boy, I don't know if I can remember a year where for so long it's been so high and dirty and problematic. 
when is that area going to clear up? And do you think because it hasn't maybe got the pressure, when it does drop, it'll really be on fire? Uh, I just hold your breath. I think this week it's going to fall below 10 feet. <clears throat> I used to fish the pearl about once a week, but for the you know last, really the last few years it's been very high. And I've been once in the last six months. Uh, I just hope it gets right. It should be on fire. I'm not a biologist. I don't know if the fish can spawn with these high water conditions, but I know that they haven't been molested that much because the river's been so high. A lot of guys aren't going over there. But if it gets right, um, you find it catching at the right stage where those things are draining, the drain, you know, the big pockets of creek arms that are draining, and you find the right point, you can catch a load of fish on a pearl. It's usually a pretty good place to go. And hopefully the goggle eye and the, the rim are started over there. I'm hopefully he's going to slip away this week to check them out. Jeff, you got a tip for us this week? Uh, I call this one Grandpa's Tackle Box. What's the, what's your favorite lure from the past, huh? You know, I, I was, I'd have to say the Sandy. And that, that may not be from the past. They may still have those. Remember the little spinner blade, center bait? It came with a little jig head and a silver uh, bladed spinner, bait, spinner on it. And you put the hooks in it, the little double hook. That was one of my favorites to fish. Of course, there wasn't a real big selection. You know, I'm kind of an old guy, and back then there wasn't a whole lot to choose from. But I think that bait is still around, actually. Yeah, I grew up fishing nippadiddies on the river, <clears throat> just a prop bait. And we'd fish for uh, bass, usually this time of year, April, May, on the Chifuncta. And you can still find some of those. The problem is a lot of the lures, they'll redesign them. It might still be out there, but it won't be the same old lure that you used when you were younger. Um, and you get on the internet and find them, but they're pretty pricey. But you got a parent, an older family member, uh, tell them to break out their tackle box. You might find a special lure. Uh, we found a Nipididdy about 10 years ago, one of my uncle's tackle box, and I think we won over $2,000 with that lure. It just, it was something that I guess they never seen or just still worked as good as it did when I was a kid. And it was a special lure, and you might find something if you go hunting for it. Yeah, in fact, uh, there's a lot of collectors who have quite uh, extensive collections of those. They have shows, and it's a lot like the baseball card collections. In fact, i got a few I'm looking at right now hanging up here in my office. One is at 12 QBG. I, I don't know if you remember the Queen Bingos, but, well, that was a big yeah. popular trout bait back in its day. Yeah, the Bingos and, uh, was it Mighty Might was a, another one that was pretty similar yeah. to that, that, is, that are rare. You can, you can um, get, yep. you know. Fifty dollars for some of those. Um, I saw one back in the day. It was some Dowagiac, uh, something from up north. It was a five treble hook. It was actually like a suspending bait, but it had props on it and stuff, and it was new in the box. And I, I sold it for a hundred dollars. So you, you never know what you're going to find. What somebody, a collector, will cherish and and want to put in his collection. Yeah, a lot of these estate sales. You know, some of the stuff might sit up in an attic for years and years, and the fisherman passes on, and the family doesn't know what to do with it. They don't fish, and there's a lot of people search those and seek them out to find some of those little hidden treasure baits. Great uh, great conversation, Jeff. Enjoyed it. Uh, where are you heading fishing this weekend? I might try the pearl. I think it's it's still a little high, but I think I can get some of the little, like, buck bayou and some of the little bayous that are protected when the river gets down to about 12 feet, 11 feet. And they'll start clearing up, and I just think the fish are going to start spawning over there. The goggle eye and stuff, it should be pretty good. Uh, it just this conditions are setting up right for it to be good. And you find a good drain and um, close at home, and uh, I'm going to try it and see if I can start catching them over there again. 
When those goggle eyes come on, let me know. Boy, I'd love to make another trip like we had that one time together over there. You know, we really whacked it that day. Yep, and your cameraman, I think you got tired My cameraman, fish, <laughs> he had a sore arm after cleaning fish that day. Always good talking to you, Jeff. Uh, have a good weekend, and we'll see you next time, my friend. Thanks, Don. All right, Jeff Brule updates us on the freshwater fishing scene. Does a heck of a job. All right, we come back after this. Got some announcements, uh, some events that are coming up. Want to tell you about, and also run down uh, what's going on in the Louisiana legislature. Time is running out. Only got a couple weeks left of the session. Back to talk about all of that right here on the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, we get text messages in throughout the show, and i got a few here I want to share with you. This one says, uh, thank the Lord for everyone who served and those who gave it all on this Memorial Day weekend to allow us this life we live. Got to agree with that. And we asked, what are your favorite cooking uh, uh, items on a Memorial Day? He loves grilled shrimp, fish, crabs, hard or soft, anything that's seafood on the grill. And wants to know if snapper season is just Saturday and Sunday this year. No, it's actually three-day weekends. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and on the holidays like this and Labor Day, and I believe the 4th of July, it's actually four-day weekends. Uh, he's in Monroe, got the granddaughter, Bella, playing softball. Good good luck to all of you. Uh, here's one, and I've been getting a lot of uh, questions about this from listeners. There's something going on at the site of the Reggio boat launch. There's some black dirt piled up, some rocks there. looks like maybe they're getting ready to improve it and put a new marina in. Uh, it's got an honor box there. I remember the old days, Mr. Harrell used to own it, going duck hunting out of there. And I can't remember the guy's name. They had a nickname for him. Mike Smith could tell you. He's a rough-looking character. He kind of took your money at the – and he was a, an avid. Never missed this radio show. And – I miss seeing him. Well, anyway, if anyone has heard what's going on at the Reggio launch, that's the one just before Delacro on the Delacro Highway, uh, text me. Let me know, 504-260-1870. we got to take a quick station identification pause, back with more text messages, and some uh, calendar ideas, some items, some things you can do and places to go. Right after we let our local stations identify themselves on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Well, we got the backstrap stacker checking in from Josephine, Alabama this morning. Snapper season opened in Alabama yesterday. They limited out by 8 a.m. Going back out today, good luck to everyone fishing. Glad to hear your voices back. Well, it's on the mend. It's almost there every week. In fact, every day it gets a little bit better. Uh, Justin's listening to us in the Gentilly Refuge where the birds are hyperactive, singing all night. Uh, he practiced duck calling on his porch, and a flock of ibis flew overhead. Now, maybe you call an ibis. I'll tell you what, uh, Justin, I don't know if you have any uh, opportunity to really pull ducks there in the Gentilly Refuge, maybe some of those Mexican whistlers or wood ducks. But uh, instead of the call, and before you use the call, put some corn out there uh, and, and feed them. And you'll, if they're around, you'll attract them and a lot of other birds if you like to watch birds. All right, Orange Beach at Fishers. We've got the big... Uh, Gulf Coast Masters Offshore Tournament going today. Wow, $75,000. First place for the Blue Marlin. Award ceremonies at 9 a.m. But if you want to see some of the big fish coming in between 3 and 9 p.m. on the way dock, that's going on today. Uh, Something new that's taking place, and I know this is going to get a lot of activity this morning. The Wildlife and Fisheries Department of Louisiana is doing a beach shuttle at Elmer's Island. They begin daily operations starting Memorial Day weekend, and it runs through sunrise to sunset every day through Labor Day. 
bring your crew out there. They'll you can park at the parking area that's designated. Jump on the shuttle. They'll take you. I think they said they can take about four people in their gear at a time. Uh, it's located at the Elmer, at the end of Elmer's Island Access Road, about a mile and a half uh, before you get to the Grand Isle area. Great place. And by the way, if you want to get some. Uh, surf fishing tips go check out our bayou wild show bayouwildtv.com go to the past episodes and pull up episode number 990 no boat no problem uh, i had a great trip there in the surf and i've been getting some really good reports i'm sure daryl carpenter will tell us a lot more about all the trout fishing going on in grand isle and when we come back i'm going to recap where those uh, two bills we've been tracking through the legislature are we'll do that plus some more of your text messages 504 504- 260 It's Memorial Day weekend. You're listening to Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, back to our text message board. Uh, we got this one in the morning. Uh, fished with the, finished with the honeydews. Time to put the kayak to use. Headed to Shell Beach for those yellowmouts and pumpkins. Translation, speckled trout and redfish. Thanks for the show. Boudin biscuits are on and the group is ready. We know who that's from. Our friend, the Lafayette Yacker. Uh, we also have the backstrapper. Here's what his menu for Memorial Day is. Fresh fried snapper and a side of fried green tomatoes. Yeah, pretty good stuff there. Sounding real good, making me hungry. Uh, here's someone that says, well, went out of the LaRose launch to Delta Farms, only to find out that the Senac family gated the only canal that was left. Corruption still lives. Well, access to a lot of the wetlands and fishing spots in coastal Louisiana continues to be a problem. Um, you know, it, it's not going to be done by legislators forcing any issue. I think the only way to resolve that is to work with the landowners, give them some type of uh, tax benefits and breaks to allow people to go in and harvest a public resource. If not, if they keep a public resource under lock and key, that belongs to the public, then maybe they should be assessed a fee for it. Uh, That's the only solution I can see, uh, but it keeps getting worse and worse, and it's a shame because it's it's really destroying a lot of people's opportunity to get out and fish. All right, let's see. We got, uh, oh, yeah, House Bill 691 by Representative Tony Bacala. Uh, It is now past the House and headed for the Senate Committee on Natural Resources. It passed by a pretty large margin in the House, 79 to 20. Uh, It has been amended, and if you want to see the latest changes that are being proposed in your hunting or fishing license, I would go to Louisiana Legislature and search for the bill, and you can find it in its amended form. Some of those fees that were originally put on have been amended and changed. Um, You know, and again, I've, I've told wildlife and fisheries this. It's not the money. The money amount of money they're asking for is minuscule compared to what a fisherman or a hunter spends in gear and leases and equipment um, and the licenses. But there's got to be some trust that they're going to use the money for the right purposes and some guarantees and put some sunsets on those fees that if they don't use it properly, it will revert back. All right, the other bill that we're going to talk to David Cress on uh, director of uh, Coastal Conservation Association, a little bit later on the program, get another update. House Bill 535, this is by Representative Joe Ogeron. It's pretty much in the same spot. It, it passed the House 68 to 30, and it was sent to the Senate Natural Resources Committee. And if approved there, it will go to the full Senate and then get the full vote on it and could pass or fail. Uh, 
right now, it, it you know, we're running short on time, and I'm not sure. I think it is scheduled to be heard on Tuesday when the legislature convenes again because with the holiday, they're shut down until Tuesday. But time is running short. Very important bills, both of those, and we'll continue to track them for you. All right, uh, also don't forget Star CCA kicked off today. And uh, hopefully someone will catch one of those tagged reds and cash in on it. There are 29 way stations all across Louisiana. They both sell tickets, and they'll weigh your catch or identify it. Take your fish to their, to one of those locations. You can find it all on their website. That's ccalouisiana.org. You can catch it all right there. And explains, uh, you know, there's a lot more than just a tagged redfish. There's categories for red snapper. Uh, Dorado, the cobia, lemonfish, mangrove snapper. There's four different categories for speckled trout. Uh, there's a bank fishing category, sheephead, and the speckled trout are flounder for kids, and they fish for free, get a chance to win their own boat. All right, we come back after this quick timeout. Daryl Carpenter, I'm sure he's got a lot to tell us about speckled trout fishing in Grand Isle, has been El Fuego on fire. Back with his report right after this. And here's a guy I've been waiting to talk to all week because I've been getting some slam dunk reports on speckled trout all the way from uh, Grand Isles Eastern End all the way to Fushon, inside, outside, in the surf. And the guy in the middle of all of it is Captain Daryl Carpenter, realscreamers.com. Daryl, I don't know where to start, man, but, boy, it's sure good to have those speckled trout back, isn't it? Well, let's see if I can start it for you, Don. This has been this has been one of the most fun weeks I have had as a charter captain in years. I mean, this has been, you know, the combination of having the right anglers. Then, then any time you can get out on that beach, and a little bit, you know, a little bit of challenge mentally wise, because you got to figure out whether they want shrimp, whether they want plastic, you know, what exactly they want, and when they're going to bite, kind of thing. But to, to have a week long version of one day speckled trout coming over the side of the boat four at a time, either on plastic jigging plastic on the bottom. The any day that you can get out there and they just wear the paint off of a rattle trap, um, you know, slamming on and, and look and you're reeling in one speckled trout and you've got two others that are swiping at the bait as you're reeling it to the to the boat trying to take the bait away from the first. It, it's just it's been a blast. <laughs> Those fish are everywhere. Yeah, they're hungry fish and they're easily accessible. I'm sure that beach is going to be packed. Uh, you know, from one side to the other with people out in the surf. And that's good because it's a great time to get out there and do that. Um, I guess it's time to remember about uh, courtesy. You know, the launches are probably going to have long lines at them, people waiting for their bait and that type of thing. Uh, and remember to exercise courtesy when you're out there fishing. If somebody's on fish, you don't want to cut them off and run in front of them and that type of thing. Um, you know, rule of thumb, Daryl, how far – should you think boats should stay, you know, from another boat when they're catching fish? And a lot of times I've been with you when you've actually called people over, you know, and said, no, you can come in here, just kind of ease in there and fish in the same spot and pull some of these trout out of here. Don, we, uh, well, day before yesterday, we had a school going, um, you know, called one guy over in a, in a party barge, you know, and he comes over and them and the kids start having fun. Another guy comes trolling past us. I mean, it's, it's one of those, you know, what they call a pot lickers or whatever. But he does it right. He comes trolling past <laughs> us, and as, he, and as he passes us, as he passes us, he says, hey, man, I'm trying to get this kid on some fish. You know, you mind if I get in front of you? 
No. I mean, we had 10 fish left to go, and we were done. Dude, come. I mean, just don't knock my trolling motor off in front of the boat. Get right here. Let that kid go get some fish. It's doing it right. Now, you know, you know, fishing birds is tough. Don't try to cut into somebody's birds and stuff like that. The 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 thing that amazes me, and you've seen this too, because I'm sure you've had to cut some film, is the guy that's got $2,500 trolling motor on the front of the boat, sees what you're doing, tries to come in there on that 200 Merc, you know, that 1973 200 horsepower Mercury, and then throws an anchor 30 feet off the front of the boat. You know, that's what you got to stay away from, and that's that's where your courtesy comes in. You shouldn't be doing stuff like that, especially if you've got, you know, somebody paid good money for that trolling motor, use it. If you do that. There shouldn't be any problem, um, and it depends on where you're at. For, for a charter captain, somebody like me who's expected to produce, it kind of depends on where you're at in the day, too. I mean, if we're just finding fish, give me some room. If, if the bite keeps going, we got no problems calling you over, as long as you come over right. Now, what do you think is the percentage of people who just don't know better, inexperienced, don't realize what they're doing, and those that are just inconsiderate and just don't care? Man, I, I, Don, I would have to say the vast majority probably just don't know better. But there's a certain percentage uh, of folks who. I agree. With you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a certain percentage that they're just gonna. They're so desperate to 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 try to get you know some meat on the boat that they're willing to do whatever it takes. And, and you can tell that sometimes by the comments that are made. But I mean, you, there's people like that in every walk of society. So you just got to kind of be prepared for it. You know, and and hope that some. I think in some. some I think. Go ahead. Yeah, they they learn, but I think in some cases people just do it intentionally. They're mad and they take the attitude: if I can't catch fish, I don't want nobody to catch fish. I I really think there's a. Thank thank God, there's just a few like that, but they're out there. Yeah, unfortunately, maybe you're right. You know, but it is what it is, and you know, as as far as. As far as trying to get back to the fishing report and this kind of stuff, I mean, not, as always, leave with live bait. You know, leastwise, if you're in the Grand Isle area, have it as backup because it's it's such a, a standard here. You know, but I had I had a crew, I had a crew from one of the Ford dealerships the other day that they basically told me they said, "Look, you don't need any live bait. We, we want to fish plastic all day long. In fact, we're bringing some of our own kind of stuff." And something in my soul told me. Don't leave you without live shrimp. And and I did, and I didn't say a word about it. I ended up having 200 live shrimp in the live well. And um, <clears throat> we get out there, and, you know, we're struggling. It's a, it's, a, it's a tough morning. But then I'm like, mm, I pull out a couple of live shrimp out of the live well, two casts, bam, bam, fish immediately. And by the end of the day, they all had corks on. <laughs> so I always have that, always <laughs> have that paid option in, in, that, in that backup plan, you yeah, know. It doesn't. It doesn't take long to convert them. Darryl, you're kind of you know, in the midst of the speckled trout fishing, but what have you seen at the docks or what are you hearing on snapper, mangrove and red snapper now that the season opened up yesterday? Well, I haven't seen a whole lot on the mangroves. Uh, the, the reports I got on the mangroves is that the, lately the current has been so stiff on the inside that it's been kind of tough to target mangroves and get on a bunch of them because that current's been flowing so hard. Um, with the full moon, I think that current should slack off offshore. But the red snapper, I mean, it's, it's the opening of the season. I mean, if you, if, if, you know, you can put a Vienna sausage down there and catch 10 red snappers. So they're coming over thick and they're coming <laughs> over fast, and it's, it's real easy fishing right now. Any, any rig past about 70, 80 oh, feet, any of, any, 
any bottom past 60, 80 feet, and you've got snapper on it right now. I got lucky. I happened to pick up some Vienna sausage at the store this week, so I'm well on. <laughs> Daryl, thanks for the report. Glad to hear you're having fun as a charter captain, and so are your customers. Uh, they can find you on my website, realscreamers.com, and give them that telephone number. Uh, 225-937-6288. All right, Daryl, have fun. We'll talk to you next week. You got All right, we'll be back. Hour number two, right after this. And thanks for starting your, well, not only starting, a lot of you started yesterday on Memorial Day weekend. It's going to be a four-day weekend for a lot of folks. Some get a three-day weekend, but lots of activities. Fishing's good. Weather forecast looking good. And thanks for joining the Outdoor Show this morning. Uh, We have David Cresson joining. I believe we have David. Is David there? All right, we're going to get David Cresson from CCA on to talk more about House Bill 535, where it stands, and if you support it or you oppose it, how to get in contact with your state senator to uh, let them know how you feel about it. Uh, while we're waiting for David to come on, i got a couple of requests on boat launch updates. Uh, someone wants to know why the Kenner boat launch has been closed for a couple of weeks. Maybe somebody knows. If you do, text me, 504 504- Two six zero one eight seventy. Also, uh, there's some activity over at the old Reggio boat launch uh, down the Delacroix Highway. Does anyone know what's going on there? Has it been taken under new management? Are they going to put in a better launch? Uh, love to hear from someone to give us a little bit of information on that. Again, that number is 504-260-1870. Uh, something else I wanted to mention to you, there's going to be a fishing rodeo, a virtual kids fishing rodeo. And I've got the website form that you need on my website. You need to take a picture with this form and the fish and send it in to get prizes. Go to DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com, and you'll find out more information there. All right, we have David Cresson, Executive Director for the Coastal Conservation Association. It's a busy morning for CCA. They're kicking off their store tournament. But uh, behind the scenes uh, of the Louisiana legislature, they're working hard on helping get House Bill 535 by Representative Joe Ogeron passed. David, thanks for joining us again and keeping us up to date on this. This bill was supposed to be heard in the Senate this week, but for some reason it got moved to next week. What's the new date when it will be introduced at the Senate Natural Resources Committee? Yeah, it'll be heard Tuesday morning now, Don. Thank you for having me today. Uh, It'll be heard Tuesday morning. The Senate, the full Senate, ran very long on Thursday wasn't anybody's fault they just had budget issues to deal with and so the committees were not were not held on thursday so this bill would have been heard thursday but because of the long schedule they they just postponed it till tuesday uh we it's a tough day we had quite a few folks there to testify uh really on both sides of this issue and uh we sat around all day waiting for the committee to start and it it never quite happened so we'll be back there on tuesday uh, hoping that the Senate passes this bill, or excuse me, that the Senate committee passes this bill that will uh, create a, a very common sense, reasonable buffer zone where this industrialized style of hoagie fishing won't uh, won't be able to happen inside a half mile of Louisiana's coast. And if, in fact, it passes, what is the anticipated benefit of creating this buffer zone a half mile off the coast? Well, there'll be a ton of benefits, Don. You got to keep in mind we're taking 
a couple hundred million pounds of this incredibly important forage fish from within a half mile of our coast every year in Louisiana. That's that's a fish that is eaten by every animal that you could think of, every speckled trout, every redfish, every pelican, every dolphin, uh, all the rest of them that are inside that one half mile, that surf zone, eat this fish. So obviously it'll 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 have that benefit. All the bycatch that will. Uh, that comes from that that one half mile zone will be eliminated, obviously, and that's you know the, I don't need to tell you what all the fish and, and animals that live inside that half mile. And, uh, look, it'll also help with an undeniable user conflict. There's a conflict between these boats and the recreational community that are that is palpable. Everybody knows it's out there. It's not the main reason we're we're worried about this, but it'll certainly take care of that problem. And so the benefit is really to both sides here, Don. We're trying to make it to where this, this very industrialized industry who, 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 uh, who participates in this, this industry uh, just about only in Louisiana can live harmoniously with, with the recreational community that we can, uh, you know, we want to live harmoniously with the commercial industry. We can do that with this very, a reasonable concession by the industry to give us this one half mile. Keep in mind, we're about the only place that allows this. And so to ask for a one half mile protection uh, against our shoreline is not, out of, you know, not unreasonable. It's not overburdensome and it won't cost any jobs. Uh, the industry is telling folks that this will cost three or 400 jobs and tens of millions of dollars. And the math just does not work out on that. I don't believe a single person will lose their job uh, over this bill. I think plenty of our coastline will be will get the protection it needs. The industry will be able to catch everything they need. Uh, we're not asking them to catch one fewer fish. We're only asking them to provide a basic level of protection for our shorelines that uh, that is overdue and that is badly needed. All right, David, if someone wants to contact an elected official, I guess their senator would be the person to contact now since this is headed for the Natural Resources Committee and eventually the full Senate. Yeah, that's right. It's going to the committee right now, and you can look up uh, the Senate committee uh, in the – you know, we've got Senator uh, Sharon Hewitt is on this committee, Senator Brett Henskin, Senator Brett Alain, uh, Senator Joe Bowie, Senator Pat Connick, Senator Mike Fessy, and Senator Eddie Lambert are the ones that are on this committee, and we need all of them to vote uh, yes to pass this through their committee. But then after that, it'll go to the full Senate, where uh, where we'll need a majority of the Senate to vote it. Go to CCALouisiana.com at the very top of the page, the link you can hit, and that will connect you directly to your senator where you can send a message telling them uh, to please vote yes on Joe Ogeron's House Bill 535, both on Tuesday uh, through committee and then when it gets to the full Senate, uh, sometimes probably next week or beyond that if it passes committee. So we really need everybody's help, Don. This is a grassroots effort, and there's no way to do it besides uh, speak up. All right. Thanks again for joining us, David, and we'll continue to track this bill till it gets all to its final end, wherever that might be. Thanks again, and enjoy this Memorial Day weekend. I know you guys are real busy over at CCA with the big star kickoff. Yeah, I got got to sign up for star tournament today, guys. It started, it started about six hours ago, and uh, there's a there's a hundred fish swimming around with a tag in them. So go get them, and uh, we'll we'll keep you posted on the bill. All right. Thanks, David. Appreciate it.
Thank you, Doc. All righty. David Cresson, Louisiana Coastal Conservation Association. Coming back after this, well, we heard from Shell Beach. We heard from the Grand Isle, Fouchon area. Uh, we're now going to get a report on the east side of Louisiana for the saltwater fishermen from Captain Mike Gallo. And we also got a paddler's report coming up with Brendan Bayard. Back with their information right after this timeout. And Mike Gallo's fishing report is a presentation of CETO, $179 a year as a membership. Unlimited fuel drops, tow-ins, jump starts for electrical problems, whatever it takes to get you back safely. CETO, you can call them AAA on the water. Peace of mind for you and your loved ones just to call away to Captain Chris, 504-301-4545, or click to CETO.com, and they do not take off holidays. In fact, that's probably their busiest days of the year. It's also a busy time for Captain Mike Gallo. Mike, man, I've been getting speckled trout reports from all over, snapper reports looking good. Uh, how's things your way? Well, we have been catching good numbers of speckled trout, but I'm sad to report we haven't caught any snapper in the Wrigley's area. <laughs> oh, how disappointing. <laughs> that doesn't mean you can't fish for them. You can't catch them, but you can That's fish true. for them. <laughs> That's true. It has been a good week, Don. I kind of split my time between redfish and speckled trout and been productive on both. It does seem like the bridges in Lake Pontchartrain have not been quite as good as they were three weeks ago, two weeks ago. And that's kind of typical for this time of year. It seems those fish are migrating eastward. Uh, the, the platforms in Lake Bourne have been productive. Shrimp on the bottom, a drop shot rig, or the slip cork. A uh, couple of days I got lots of croakers and lots of uh, hardhead catfish. So we switched over to the slip corks and cleaned up our catch and had a good catch of speckled trout. Marinas have live bait finally more consistently. So that's a that's a positive as well. So it seems like whatever you want to try to catch and what you're allowed to catch with the weather and the boat you're in is uh, all on the table for this weekend. Mike, for people that are going to head to those rigs to catch some of those trout, you mentioned slip cork. It's also been called sliding cork. Explain that what that is for people who have never fished it before, because it, it can be very effective if fish are stratified and also keeps you away from those bottom-feeding hardheads. You're correct, Don. That's a, that's a very simple setup. You have a, a small bead that will slide up and down your line. Under the bead, you put your slip cork another bead, a couple of sinkers. I use two quarter-round sinkers, a swivel, a 24-inch piece of fluorocarbon, and your favorite hook of choice. And above that very top bead, you'll have, I use a uni knot, and I'll tie a uni knot on there and trim it real tight, and that uni knot will slide up and down your main line. But the bead will not make the uni knot slide any further. So you can adjust the depth of where that bead is going to stop. So you can reel it up. The uni knot will go down into your rod, onto your reel without a problem. And you can cast it. When you cast it out, the the, uh, sinkers are going to pull the hook down until you get to that bead. So you can set it. We were fishing about seven and a half to eight feet deep uh, this week when we fished some of those platforms. Great way to get away from the bottom dwellers. You know, you've got a very small chance of catching the catfish and the croakers and the stingrays, and you'll clean up your catch, your shrimp will go longer, and 
Mostly you'll catch beautiful speckled trout. We did catch some sheephead, um, but mostly just speckled trout. Mike, you know, instead of that bead, uh, there's also these little square plastic pieces that a well-known fisherman from that area makes by the name of Chink. And uh, he gave me enough of those things to last six lifetimes. You know, I think he just loves making them. You know what I'm talking about? The little gray uh, keepers instead of beads for the sliding corks. Oh, yeah. He's given me little Ziploc bags of those things every time I see him. So every (laughs) time I'm in my shop or in my truck or in my office, I come across these little bags. So I know exactly what you're talking about. He's certainly sold on them. He's trying to get the rest of us sold on them. It's a very good technique. We've been utilizing it for years. I'm sure there's a YouTube video on how to do a slip cork if someone took the time to look at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'm sure. I- I'd love to see the amount of speckled trout that man's caught in his lifetime. Huh? <laughs> I wouldn't want to clean them. <laughs> I'm with you. Well, Mike, anything else before we go? We've got a 2.2 tide range today, very unusually high tide range. Any tips and advice for dealing with that? Well, obviously, you want to know the waterways that you're running in because there are going to be some shallow spots if you go into the marsh. Um, a little precaution will go a long way. You won't have to call CETO to come and get you. But if you do get grounded, they'll they'll gladly come and unground you. Um, I like to follow the crab trap corks. They're generally fairly deep, deep enough for me to get by. So that's one of the things I look at. And I just don't go on waters that I haven't been on before running under power. If I go in new waters, it's by trolling motor. And that's how I learned the marsh over the years that I've been in the marsh. But that's where we're headed today. We're going to go hit the marsh. Got some fresh market bait, popping corks, and um, we're going to catch some redfish. Get away from those platforms where I'm sure they'll be busy. Yep, I'm sure you will. Mike, they can find you on my website or your website, aaofla.com. And give them that old telephone number. If people Do people still call you for business, for trip information? Is, oh, yeah, Don. I, sometimes I have people that call, and, <laughs> you know, they have a lot of questions, first-timers. So, you're, you know, you're answering all those questions. You want to make them feel comfortable with that decision on whether they want to utilize a guide or not. So, yeah, there's lots of conversations on the phone. I get Facebook messages, email, text messages. So whatever form of communication they want to try to reach me, we we try to be available to answer all their questions and book whatever trips they may want to take. But that number is Everything 985. Go ahead. That number is 985-781-7811. All right. And if all else fails, uh, you smoke signals. That always works. All right, Michael, thank you for the report. We appreciate it as always. I hope you and your crew have a great Memorial Weekend trip. Thank you, Don. You and your listeners all have a great Memorial Weekend also. See you next week. Thank you, Mike. There he goes, Captain Mike Gallo. All right, coming up next, if you like to paddle for your fish, we got a guy that loves to do it. He just can't get enough of it. Brendan Bayard, and, man, I know what he's going. He's got his kayak pointed south. Back with his report right after this. 
And that is our theme for the Paddler's Report, brought to you by the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club and a presentation of Massey's Outfitters. They're in Mid-City, New Orleans, Baton Rouge, and Covington, some of the best kayak fishing models like Hobie, Jackson Kayak, and Native Watercraft. You can find them on their website, all those products. Also, check out their demo days where you can ride before you buy. That's at MasseyOutfitters.com. You'll also find them on Facebook. And be sure to be on the lookout for that new links, the state-of-the-art kayak and joining us now is brendan bayard one of our reporters and brendan everybody's talking about it the big trout run down at uh, grand isle fushon area and i'm sure you're going to be getting in on some of that with the kayak oh yes don we're down here right now my boys are outside the truck cast netting some bait and uh they're having a great time we are uh, actually I brought three kayaks with me today because my youngest, who is almost nine, he wants to get on his own today. So uh, we're going to do that. So we're getting some bait for them to mess around with. I'm going to throw just about anything that's in my tackle box right now because the trout are thick and they're biting, and uh, you don't really have to, uh, you know, throw something special in front of them right now. It's uh, it's a great time to be down on the coast catching all these trout. Uh, Brendan, if you would, for, for kayakers that, you know, maybe they're freshwater fishermen but want to take a ride down the coast and get into some saltwater fishing, give us some tips, some places that are good places to put a kayak in with ample parking and, you know, places that aren't too, too far of a paddle to get into some fishing. So you have all the beach access points that you have along Grand Isle. I think there's seven different beach access points. Each one has approximately... Uh, 10 spots to park right there. Uh, what you would do is you would park and then you'd have to kind of drag over the little berm right there onto the beach. The beach is not very, very big or anything. It's only, you know, 50 yards or so and, uh, or, or less. And, uh, you, you put your wheels on the back and you would, you know, the, the, the sand at Grand Isle is nice and hard and it's not very hard to, uh, wheel your kayak over. Or you can drive out to Elmer's Island and, uh, there's a, a shuttle for the, the guys that want to, uh, wade fish down on the corner you can either launch your kayak in the back side of the bay and paddle towards the little cut that goes into Kamenata pass that's all nice and protected in case you had a south wind that made the beach a little bit rough that would be a great place to fish uh, on days where it's calm like today you can just pow- uh, drive out to the beach drag out and just launch and fish up and down towards bell pass or towards Kamenata pass and catch trout uh, just really anywhere right now and uh Another good beach spot this time of year is Bell Pass for the uh, more uh, seasoned kayak angler, uh, paddling down, um, you know, out of out of uh, the, the rocks right there, and you can fish that whole beach area. Uh, there's as you head towards Grand Isle, there's some nice uh, rows of uh, barges filled with rocks and uh, nice little structure out there. Lots of fish out there. Uh, you know, I, I tend to find a lot of the bigger fish that I catch. Uh, on the beach between that uh, Elmer's and, and uh, Bell Pass area. And, Brendan, on the opposite end, on the east end of the island, there's a great little kayak launch over there, launch in protected waters. Uh, probably better for redfish and flounder, but I would imagine right now you can catch specks over that way too. Yeah, that's actually going to be the first place that I'm going to uh, let my, my nine-year-old fish by himself just because of the, you know, the waves and tide and, you know, it's a lot calmer of an area. Uh, I, I love to fish back there. We catch tons of speckled trout. It's uh, even even though uh, you know it's it's going on so strong right now on the beach, you can catch a lemon of trout back there just as easy. Uh, there's 
Dutch Island, which is right from uh, about a 200-yard paddle from the launch right there. Um, you, you'll just um, paddle uh, right out of the little Ludwig launch. It's it's the kayak launch behind the high school. Uh, there's there's riprap that follows the backside of the uh, the island right there. It protects it. Uh, like little cages with oysters on them um, that are, that are uh, nice little structures to catch fish on. You can paddle out to the islands, like I said, I mentioned earlier. Circle that, uh, some nice little reefs out there, and uh, it's all pretty protected. Not much uh, boat traffic out there, and uh, great place to fish. Brendan, you're a Baton Rouge guy. Do you fish in the LSU lakes at all? Uh, every once in a while, I do. Um, my, my son, my son fishes all over Baton Rouge. He's uh, especially, you know, now that he doesn't have to go to school. I, I think he knows every nook and cranny of uh, of a pond and ditch over here. But but he definitely fishes over there and catches a few bass for sure. Have you seen this picture that's circulating on Facebook of the red piranha that was pulled out of the LSU lake? Uh uh-uh. uh No, I have to check that out. Oh, you will. <laughs> I'm sure you'll hear about it. I don't know how he got in there. I think somebody must have released it in there, and he bit somebody's hook and they pulled it in. But uh, there's been reports uh, of it. And it's uh, it's definitely a piranha. You can tell by the teeth, and hopefully he's a, he's a, a single guy. He doesn't have any followers or brethren in there with him. Oh, that's that's interesting. Yeah, I, I think you know you hear all these things about people releasing boa constrictors into the Everglades, and now it's a big problem, and then. I don't know. I, I hate to think of a world where we, uh, you know, have all our lakes and uh, rivers over here filled with piranhas. But, uh, you know, crazier things have happened. So uh, uh, let's cross our fingers that that Just tell your happen. son if he catches. Right. Speaking of fingers, tell your son if he catches one, don't lip him. Use a, yeah, use yeah, a flipper. No doubt. <laughs> no doubt. Well, I mean, I think. Brendan, good luck to you guys. Can... All right, Don. I think uh, I think it's going to be on this whole weekend. So if you can get out and fish, I think now is the chance to uh, to not work too hard and catch a lot. Not a, not a question about it. Thanks, Brendan. We appreciate it. We'll catch up with you next time. All right. Take care, Don. Bye. All right, Brendan Bayard. Uh, next week we'll be talking to Eric Mohabarak. Yeah, a red piranha was uh, pulled out of the LSU lake up in Baton Rouge. Uh, if you haven't seen it, check it out. Stranger <laughs> things have happened. They've been caught before, but uh, usually there's, uh, I don't think this is going to be a, a, a recurring species. At least hopefully not. We don't need piranha in Louisiana. we got enough invasive stuff. All right, coming back after this, uh, yeah, another guy uh, acting as a charter captain, but he was only acting. He didn't have the proper licenses, and he's our bad boy in the outdoors. Coming up next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Well, just want to remind you, uh, we go twice a month. I'm talking about the Bayou Wild TV crew, uh, Martha Spencer, who is out there catching some huge swordfish this week, uh, cameraman Chris Lecoq, who has earned yet another two telly awards. I'll tell you more about that next week. But we go to uh, Etouffee Restaurant, Authentic Cajun Cuisine, Highway 190 in Covington, twice a month. We do a little bit of taping there, uh, talk to some of the visitors, have a great lunch, and want to invite you to come by. <clears throat> Next visit will be Monday, June 7th from 11 to 1. That's at Etouffee's Authentic Cajun Cuisine. Uh, believe me, you will enjoy it. And if you go over there, ask them for the Don Dubuque special. I think you'll enjoy that, too. All right, right after this 10-second pause, we're back with our Bad Boy of the Week story. 
We let our local stations tell you who they are and where they are along the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. On May 13th, uh, Department of Wildlife and Fisheries Senior Agent Gary LeVron and Agent Salvador Mangan were on patrol at Bayou Wrigley's in Jefferson Parish. They stopped James Juhas for a compliance check. The agents asked if that trip was a charter trip, and seems there was a slight disagreement. You see, the three clients said yes, while the captain, in quotation marks, said no. Well, it can't be both. The clients then provided their three-day charter fishing licenses. When the agents asked Juhas for his charter license, he was not able to provide one. Now, it's possible that three fishermen could have bought $10 trip for three-day charter trip licenses to save money and then lied about whether it was a paid charter. And if it were a case of four people just fishing together, well, they would be charged with failure to have proper fishing licenses. But unless he can show that's the deal and is convicted or pleads guilty, facing up to a $950 fine and 120 days in jail is 68-year-old James Juhas of Barataria, Louisiana, our bad boy of the outdoors. <clears throat> All right. Well, <laughs> yep, we're going to be right back after this, and we'll talk to, yes, a licensed charter captain, <laughs> Captain Ryan Lambert. He and all his guys at Cajun Fishing Adventures have the proper credentials. And we'll be back to get a fishing report, Lower Plaquemines Parish, right after this. Well, let's see if the speckled trout are hitting down near the tip of the boot down in Plaquemines Parish. Captain Ryan Lambert, operative Cajun and Fishing Adventures, joins us. Uh, Ryan, I know uh, my Cody's had the hot hand this week, huh? He's caught some fish, according to some of the pictures I've been seeing. He's just the one putting pictures up. <laughs> no, everybody's been doing <laughs> it's, a, it's been a pretty good week. Uh, finally got the wind to lay down, the river's starting to fall. It's been good. Uh, I whacked the trout one day too. He even ventured west one day, which is very highly irregular for Todd. But um, you know, there's, there's fish scattered here and there. I went out to the islands the other day and never caught a fish. I had ladyfish, bluefish, Spanish mackerel, every single cast, and never caught a trout. So that I guess was they all moved in closer. No, it's just. It was just one of them days, full moon, and the, the bait was way far off the island. So, you know, it was just one of them days, and I had a guy that had to be back at 12, so I couldn't wait it out. But, you know, it happens, and run in and catch a few redfish and, and, and do what you got to do. But I went to a few places, that islands that used to be that aren't there anymore, trying to, you know, I was just been on a whirlwind tour of, of South Plaquemines Parish this week myself. I've been uh, traveling, looking for decent water and different things because I want to expand a little bit, and I wanted to look for sight fishing water, and I found that. So, yeah, you just have to have to get after it. That's all. But the boys, the boys had a great week. I mean, the the wind died down, and everybody had a great time. We've been running, you know, eight ten boats a day, and the redfish have been getting hammered. I caught three flounders yesterday, and I, I turned them all loose because, you know, we haven't had the flounders we usually have, so we've been turning them all loose. And I had three yesterday. I was surprised. They were nice flounders, too. But uh, until they, they make a little comeback, we've been turning those loose just like we do bull reds. You know, you have to be a good steward. 
Had the boys been been following bird flocks feeding, or are they more, you know, following along the the marsh edges and working the, some of the open bays where you don't see the birds? We haven't seen birds. We haven't seen the birds at all. You know, uh, usually we'll we'll start seeing a lot of birds in June on the east side of the river. We did not see that last year. The river is falling right now, so that that's probably going to be a possibility. And you know, next week starting, uh, we'll start seeing some birds. And you know, the only bad thing of that is the gaff tops. So I'd rather fish the reef and and fish trout on reefs and sunken islands, stuff like that. And uh, normally they're bigger fish that way as well. So that's what I want to do. You know, uh, we'll find out this week. But you know, there's been been a lot of fish on the west side, but. All the Venice guys are up here in Buras on on those because they they're right on the border there. So uh, you have to get out there early on those, and and they're all fishing live shrimp. So I I go further west myself. Or you know, yesterday I went east because they had a west wind, and you know we're very fortunate we could do that. If the wind's blowing out the west, we just go the other way and go over there, and it's dead calm. So it's, it's the strangest thing how that river can make the wind. You know, on the west side is not blowing it on on. Uh, you know, it's you get a northeast wind, you go on the west side, it's not blowing there. I don't know how the river can stop the wind, but it uh it sure does it. It was um it was blowing a gale Ryan, yesterday uh, evening. I, now today it's calm, so it's it's gonna be a good day today. I'm gonna stay around at work today, but the boys out there. What we gonna ask? Ryan, it's been a few weeks since they uh they laid that uh, artificial reef down by where the green monster used to be. Have you talked to anybody that's ventured out there yet and given it a shot? No, no. You know, the Green Monster historically was good, you know, when the river got past, you know, seven, eight foot, and it'll do that this month. And and normally that was a summertime spot anyhow, June, July, August. So I don't know anybody that's going out there yet. And it's kind of early as well, you know, because – you know, it's got to build up the algae and stuff on those rocks and start building a little coral foot to get good enough. But, you know, we're going to go. We'll we'll go sometime this month. We'll go start checking it and seeing. And there's reefs on the other side. You know, you got the, the Buras High School reef. When they tore the high school down, they put it all on a barge and brought it on the, on the east side. And it's out there as well. So we have some reefs around. But the river's got to fall, and those trout have to move in here real good. And, and that's fixing to happen. It'll be it's 10, 10 right now, and it'll, it'll be falling. It'll get 8 by the, end of, by the middle of June. It'll be about 8 foot, and things will really start happening. Because when it hits 7, oh, my word, the bait just starts pouring in here. The, the bull red's already starting to show up a little bit on the beach. So it, it's going to be a great summer. I mean, we're going we're gonna to have fun. <laughs> Yes, indeed. Well, if somebody wants to have some of that fun, tell them how to get you. Oh, yeah. Well, they can go to CajunFishingAdventures.com and check it out or call me direct on my cell phone, and I'll get you hooked up and get you one of the guys or myself at uh, 504-559-5111, and it's, uh, it's going to be a good summer. I need to get some of that. From one person to how many? How many can you hold at one time there at the lodge? About twenty-five, thirty. Thirty-five. Yeah, we we sleep thirty-five people in three different uh, lodges, so and twelve boats. So yeah, we can handle big crowds. It's uh, it's fun. Two swimming pools. I mean, everything you you want. 
two two cornhole games. That seems to be the most most people are addicted to that. I, I just can't believe how many people play that silly game. But they love it. You so, know, you got people flying in from all over the country to catch fish and end up playing cornhole when they come. I, I don't get it. I don't get that game. They love I really it. don't. In the evening, you got to have something to do in the evening. That's some of them in the pool, some of them playing the game. You know, you can't just sit around drinking. So I, we, I, I like to have a lot of activities. <laughs> there you go. All right, Captain Ryan, you all try to have fun down there, and we'll catch up with you next week. All right, buddy. We'll see you soon. All right, Captain Ryan Lambert, Cajun Fishing Adventures. All right, we come back, got some events coming up. Boy, I haven't seen these in a while, these indoor events. Uh, Now that the uh, COVID uh, scare is about done, people are getting vaccinated, taking the masks off. It's getting to be fun again, and we'll run down some of that. And also, uh, close it out with a sad note. We say goodbye to a very good conservationist uh, this week. We'll be back to tell you all about that right after this time out on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, uh, wrapping it all up here. I got a text message in. I asked about the Kenner boat launch. Someone wanted to know why it had been closed. I got a couple of texts in saying that they're dredging the silt. That silt builds up and blocks the launch, so they find the time they need to clean it out of that. So that explains that. I'm still looking for answers on what's going on at the Reggio launch. Looks like there's some work going there if anybody knows anything about it. Uh, contact me on my website. Uh, if you're going to be doing it in the next few minutes, you can use our text line, 504-260-1870. Also got this in, said, just wish Plaquemines Parish had more to offer on the southern end for all the sport fishermen coming down. We used to have a golf course that would give somebody something to do in the afternoon. Wish the parish would get that going again. Well, you know, Plaquemines has had a lot of problems with hurricane damage and storms. It's hard to get it rolling, but hopefully uh, that can happen. All right, Virtual Fishing Rodeo coming up, uh, sponsored by Southeast Louisiana National Wildlife Refuges. Uh, It's going to be June 12th and 13th. It's a free fishing weekend, and it's a free tournament for kids 15 and younger. They can begin fishing at 7.30 on Saturday, closes out 8 o'clock Sunday night. What you need to do is download a copy of the form, and then you hold the picture. You get the child to hold the fish up with the, the form and send it in. National Wildlife Refuges, or go to my site, dontheoutdoorsguy.com. I've got a copy you can download right there. And you can also check out all the rules. They'll be awarding prizes on Monday. They'll announce that on June the 14th. We also have the Dose of the Coast Redfish Rodeo. That's coming up Saturday, June 26th. Delta Marina. Check it out for more details. All right, next week, a special broadcast. We're going to be live from Mrs. Rose Bed and Breakfast, which is located in Kaplan. It's also known as Crawfish Haven, I'm going to be spending a weekend down there catching crawfish, maybe doing a little bit of frogging, and we'll be doing our show live from there and giving you some opportunities if you'd like to uh, spend some time down there. I know uh, Barry Toops does a heck of a job, and it's uh, getting very popular to go catch your crawfish, boil them, cook them, and eat them, and enjoy a good time right down there in uh, southwest Louisiana. All right, on a sad note, we say goodbye to sportsman Clint Mauser of Metairie, he passed away this week. I knew Clint through his longtime membership in the Louisiana Wildlife Federation. He was a board member and a treasurer, uh, past president of Jefferson Rod and Gun, uh, New Orleans Power Squadron. He was an active member. 
Uh, he also served as a volunteer waymaster and official for a lot of the rodeos in Orleans and Jefferson Parish. But the thing I remember most about Clint Mauser, just a genuinely nice guy. The world would be a lot better place with more Clint Mausers. Gone but not forgotten, and he will be deeply missed. Clint Mauser was 80. Remember to honor in uh, those who made the ultimate sacrifice this Memorial Day weekend. They allow us to do what we love the most with those we love the most. Enjoy Memorial Day weekend, whatever you're doing, and we'll see you again next week. Another edition of Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.